city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting cruise control city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. It is our Christmas special, but Ted just gave me some unfortunate breaking news. We can't find our Santa hats. So this is very sad timing for me. I know, Joe. It's okay. If you want to cry, Joe, please just let it go. Just let it go. Come on. You've seen Frozen, right? Come on. You have kids. You've had to see Frozen at least once or twice. It's a bummer. (laughs) But yes, this is our Christmas special. We are three days away from Christmas Day. I cannot believe it. This year is almost finally coming to an end. We are only a week away from 2021. But as this year has given us, it's given us a lot of tragedy, a lot of broken hearts, a lot of sadness. Well, let's get right into that sadness and broken hearts because I know there's a lot of broken hearts in the Big Apple this weekend, or I should say now and for until draft night. And that's for Believe it or not, the New York Jets. We're starting with the New York Jets because I know we're all Giant fans on this show, but the Jets come away with the upset of the season. Just You can't even fathom that type of loss from the Rams and that win from the Jets. The Jets were straight up in line to just a couple more defeats, and you were going to get the biggest name for a quarterback since – Andrew Luck, John Elway type quarterback. Now you have the chance of maybe getting Justin Fields. Those chances are out the window unless those Jacksonville Jaguars, those pesky little Jaguars, find a way to get a victory in the next two weeks, which doesn't look very good because they have to play the Browns and they have to play the Colts, I believe, which are the two games left. So it doesn't look good. Oh, no, they don't play the Browns. But I do know the Jets do play the Browns. No, I'm talking about the the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars. But all in all. Well, also, don't forget, they pulled Mike Glennon from the starting lineup. So they're just very sad. Now I see the heartbroken. It continues for all of us. As we don't forget our Santa hats, you you don't get to see your boy Mike Glennon play. Sunday Sunday was the worst day for a Jets fan because we've talked about this. And you watch the other shows. As a fan, if you're a real fan, you never choose or never root for your team to lose. We've talked about this before, Joe. We've talked about this last two years about shows when I was like, I want the Giants to lose. Like, how do you want the Giants to lose if you're a Giant fan? I'm like, because I look at the bigger picture. What is better for this team? Win three games and be four and t- four and twelve, or be one and fifteen and have a number one pick? And you'd be like, well, what's because in this year having the the number one pick is. Game changer. It's game changer. Year? Franchise the changer. Di- no, it's franchise altering. Well, that's what I mean. Game changer, Trev. The difference Take between him and the second player, whoever it is, and we're not talking linemen because no one at that top of the thing needs a lineman. It's about the quarterback. It's huge. Justin Fields has shown in the last month against top competition defenses, he is not at the same level as Trevor Lawrence. Now, unless he plays great in the college football playoff, he beats Clemson and Trevor Lawrence and plays really well against Alabama. There is such a drop-off between him and Trevor Lawrence. And the, and, and the Jets did something that no one thought they would do. They were a 17-point underdog. They went into L.A. and they beat the Rams. And I said to my coworker, they go, go figures. The Giants and Jets, both teams that played in Los Angeles this year against the Rams, gave them all they could handle. Impressive win for the Jets, but oh. but it's such a, a heartbreaker because we we talked about this before, Trev, before the show. The lack of not having Trevor Lawrence, not only a game changer for having a quarterback that we all perspect as the next Andrew Luck, John, someone that could be Tom Brady that can change your franchise for the next 20 years. But also, what does that do for the coaching search? What would they have done if Trevor Lawrence came to the New York Jets Think about all the possibilities. The young coaches, the offensive – Urban Meyer, Lincoln Riley from college. I mean, you just think about all these offensive mind guys that would have been running for – I mean, that would have been the the presidential job for Apple. Be like, oh, my God, that's you're in New York. You're the Jets. you got multiple draft picks. you got two first rounds this year. you got two first rounds next year. You have multiple picks. You're going to have multiple cap space. I mean, you have, the, you have the ball in your court, and you literally threw it away. Joseph? You know, uh, Doug Marone says that they're trying to win in Jacksonville. Well, what's he and... supposed to say? You know yeah, that, well, right? I mean, I, I, was gonna say, I mean, get fired. 
he very well may get fired. They really like him, and that owner's an idiot down there in Jacksonville. So who knows? Who knows what he can be talked into or out of? Because he does like Marone. And uh, I think if you're, um, I think if you're Jacksonville, you know, I think you're looking at the fact that and we were just talking about this before the show. Jacksonville's not a bad football team. Jacksonville's no. defense is pathetic. I mean, there's so many guys on that defense who wouldn't start on 31 well, other there football is, teams. There is talent on that offense. I mean, there's listen, they talent. Mike Clinton, Gardner Minshew. I mean, and I can't even think of the other quarterback from Washington State who also played multiple games. Joe, we talked about this three weeks. So you had him almost beating the Browns at home. They almost did if they got yep. the two-point conversion. They've been competitive in most of their games this year. I did bash You know, listen, they've had their faults, but they had an undrafted rookie, Rob, James Robinson, who's rushed for over 1,000 yards, made the Pro Bowl. They got DJ Chark. They have some nice pieces. They've, they've invested in the offensive line the past couple of years, not only in the draft, but in free agency. But here, here's what also is the bigger picture now. That whole Jacksonville process, hiring process, the most important thing, Don LaGrega said it best, you can have Trevor Lawrence. You can have any one of these quarterbacks. You yep. can have a coach. We've, we've, well, that means Doug Reynolds out now. Well, we've literally been on this whole coaching quarterback situation for at least the past month, and it's showing each and every week. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is. Trevor Lawrence is going to be amazing, but you still need to have that coach. If you have Trevor Lawrence with, with Adam Gase next year, how good is that as Trevor Lawrence going to really be? That's all I'm trying to say. Doug Marone. Just well, hypothetically. Hopefully Adam Gase, well, Mike, Adam Gase won't be there. I'm just saying hypothetically. God, don't make it so obvious because I know they'll both be gone. My thing is, is that that whole Jacksonville hiring process from a job that's like Detroit was like, ah, oh, it's not that appealing. Now you got the number one pick. You're going to have a lot of cop space. You're going to be getting Trevor Lawrence. Boy, oh boy, that head coaching process and that GM process, and Lewis Riddick just went for a GM interview. So that becomes all intriguing. And now the New York Jets are back to where, in like the Detroit Lions case, where, oh, well, it's only the Jets. To, I guess I'll have a head coaching position. But that all changes drastically. That whole Jets processing could have been huge. And now it's all Jacksonville just because of that one swap, 1v1 swap. Um, I would be concerned if I was Jacksonville because it doesn't matter who you – it doesn't matter who you bring as a GM and a coach. I think when you look at the way they've jettisoned star players, malcontents the last two, three seasons, I think that would give any free agent pause, no matter who their quarterback is and no matter who the new GM and coach are. I mean, as long as, as uh, I disagree is the owner, I, I don't know that people are going to be interested in heading down to Jacksonville, and that's a, that's going to be a problem here's, for them. Here's the reason why I say it. I think absolutely, because the Rams were like that, and then they got Sean McVay, and they got a GM, and things started to change around. If you get the right pieces in place, and we know this, Joe, we talked about this, the fundamental system from top to bottom, you can, you can set that up and change the whole game plan just by having the right coach. And here's the other thing you got to think about. There's no state tax in Florida. That's huge, okay? So – and and you're also like Tom Brady said the other day on the show on um, Colin Collard. He's from Los Angeles. He's in from the or not Los Angeles, but the Southern California. Okay, went to Michigan, played in the Northeast, lived in Tampa. He goes, I ain't never going back to the Northeast. I just had to practice nice warm weather. Games are nice and warm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're not going. Sounds up. all nice. It sounds like college football. Where where do most of the best players want to play? Play in the South. Warm weather. I mean, that that's, plays a factor when you're going to be a big-time free agent. Do you want to go play in the Jets, where New York's going to kill you in state taxes, or do you want to go play in Florida, where there's no state tax, and you're going to save 5 to $6 million on your Here. on your free agent deal? And if you have the right coach and right personnel— You know what, though? You know, you know who takes deals like that? Mercenaries. Smart, smart people. Mercenaries. Guys who will play for anyone, anywhere for the right amount of money, they're not generally good chemistry guys, and the long-term success on that plan is generally not successful. But I get a it. Business move, though. Sure, it's a great business move. And look, there's a lot of a they when I what I mean to say, Jacksonville has to hire a real coach. Yes, sir. I mean, somebody who commands the kind of respect of a Tom Coughlin. And gets people and a general manager. Exactly. Maybe someone like Louis Reddick, who's respected and revered and can assure star players that if you sign here and you bitch just a little bit, I'm not going to release you outright or trade you uh, yeah, mid-season like, as we've seen the last few years. 
But like, if I'm Louis Riddick, and I think you just said his name, uh, Monday yeah. Night Football, I like him. I actually wanted him for the job when the Giants. I, listen, I know he would have took Haskins, and we know Haskins is a bust. We're not going to get into that. Whatever. Listen, guys make mistakes all the time. It happens. You, no one expected that. That's part of the job. You don't know how a guy is going to potentially turn out in the NFL. Some guys are flops. That's why Tom Brady was 199 and became the greatest quarterback. ever. You didn't know that, so stop. And you didn't know Mahomes was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread either. But my thing is this. You got a guy like Lewis Riddick. I like what he presents on TV. It seems like he knows what he – not that he doesn't know what he's talking about, but I like his Movado, what he brings to the table. I feel like he's like a Herm Edwards guy to me. I know some people are not a big fan of Herm Edwards, but everything every time he spoke, he grabbed my attention. And I was like, that's the type of guy that I want to play for. So if I'm – the Jacksonville, I go get Lewis Reddick, GM. I got it. And then Lewis Reddick goes, hey, Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs, come on down, bro. Here you go. I'm going to give you the best quarterback in the last 10 years. Okay? Something. We got cap chase. We got five. I got something. And we're going to – listen, and you talked about Eric Bieniemy going to play with Deshaun Watson. Hell no. Come on down. We're going to big your contract. We're going to save you some money on state tax. You're going to have the best quarterback – I'll take Deshaun Watson. I know you'll take Deshaun Watson, but you're going to have a real I got a deal. coach for Jacksonville. It's a college coach. What, Dabo? No, he should go to Norman, Oklahoma, and go give them money some Lincoln Riley because I think Lincoln Riley needs to be in the NFL. He's a genius. I think his time in college football, he's done enough. I know he hasn't won a national championship, but he makes these quarterbacks. He creates quarterbacks and turns them into – oops, almost dropped an F-bomb. Turns them into effing gold. Seriously, straight up. Look at Jalen Hurts. I don't know about you, but Jalen Hurts has, has been performing, has been performing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Kyler Murray has been playing his part, doing well with Cliff Kingsbury. Got him a young coach, a young mastermind offensive coach, guru. Baker, Baker look at Baker now. He's starting, to, oops, he's starting to get in the groove of things. Why not? Why not go for it? Seriously. But here's the thing. He needs right. to be Why not? Is, you gotta, you're going to have a college coach that's going to get the respect that maybe a hey, better Cliff coach. Kingsbury works for Cliff's, Cliff's Kingsbury, and, we all, and Cliff's Kingsbury stunk as a college coach. Wasn't a great college coach, but look what he's doing with Arizona. He's going to lead him possibly to the playoffs this year. You need a young-minded coach. You can't be getting these older guys. They're, it's kind of like the whole quarterback situation. These quarterbacks like Big Ben, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, with the exception of Brady and Rodgers, even Drew Brees. We'll, we'll get into that. Your point. time is well, up. But that's what I'm trying to say. Are you are you not concerned with the lack of success from most college coaches? And we've seen some of the big boys take a shot at the NFL. I want to see a guy like Hold on. To answer your question, I want to see a guy like Lincoln Riley get a chance because if he can't do it with Trevor Lawrence, then he doesn't deserve to have a coaching job. See, I'd rather, he doesn't deserve to have be a head I'd coach in the NFL. I'd rather see a guy who's an offensive coordinator or like a guy like Joe Judge who's in the NFL who knows the, the, bait, the runaround in NFL because, listen, as good as Matt Rule has – the start of the season at three and two for the Panthers, they have greatly faltered down the stretch and they have not played at the same level. And I just wonder if the college Movado of, you know, that speech and everything that you can get an 18 to 22 year old kid up every week, you can't speak the same way you do to a 32 year old grown man. Millionaire. You can say grown ass. I, I didn't know if I could say you ass. You can say grown ass, man. He said ass. Just don't drop the F bomb. But like no, you know what I mean? You know, college coaches are nice, but. Will it work? Do they? So you don't think no, you don't think he deserves a, a chance? I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm saying doesn't deserve a chance. I'm saying based on all the previous evidence, I'm I'm not sure that a college guy's the right is the right guy to go with here at I, all. I'm taking a chance. I think Jacksonville needs a little kick in the rear. That's why you're not a GM. Brand fresh and new. And I think Lincoln Riley coming in with maybe Lewis Riddick or whoever the new GM is, and you're going to have Trevor Lawrence. That's something. Listen, as a, that's something as a Jacksonville fan. Or just in general, that gets players around the league. That gets you excited. You're like, hey, Jacksonville, they got Trevor Lawrence, receivers. There's a good receiving core coming out this free agency. You know who I'm calling, Joe? I'm calling Dabo Sweeney. Hey, Dabo, you've nah. done everything you can at college level. Okay. You've won national championships. You've created the Alabama of the ACC or of college football. Well, let's get back. I mean, Why not come down? You're going to coach your believe- kid. And you have a lot of Clemson players. And here's the other thing. You know about a lot of the players you've seen. So the next couple of years, you'll be able to, like, I know that guy. You'll have better insight on college players than some of the NFL coaches. you do a lot better job. And I think you play the defenses, the teams. He's in big games, and he wins big games. Lincoln Riley hasn't won the big games yet. He's so also I'm- a much bigger name than Lincoln Riley, not for nothing.
I mean, to just casual, just to casual football fans. I think if you're Jacksonville, well, football fans are idiots because they just know, but they just they. Fair enough, but I'm. It's like, enough, oh, I'm like David, you know anybody else? I got gotcha. you. Listen, I'm just saying Jacksonville isn't really passionate about their football team, and they've, well, they've, given, they're, them, they're, they're they've they're given them three reasons to ever. We've talked so, about on the last 10 This is what I'm trying to say. You think about what we've talked about in the past couple months. We've talked about the Detroit Lions we've mentioned on the show, and we talked about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow, 2020. You think really about, but, but think about how you. relevant Jackson suddenly – Jackson, Jacksonville has suddenly become. <laughs> All I'm of a sudden, right, you're talking about a place that's somewhat of a desirable destination, but, I, again, to me, the big problem is – They've got to they've got to somehow clear people's minds for the last 3 years. I think if you're the Giants, you don't have any trouble this offseason getting the right free agents to to plug holes where you need to and you draft well. Yeah. The Giants the Giants are going to need to pick up one big name in free agency, I suspect, if they really if they want to be competitive next season. I think too. If you're Jacksonville, you need Jacksonville needs to sign at least three defensive starters going into next season for whoever this magical mystery guy is coming in, whoever the GM, Riddick or otherwise, they've got a lot of work to do if they're going to be competitive. Absolutely. Otherwise, otherwise, you're the Bengals. Well, and, well here's the thing. Don't the be Jets the Bengals. The Jets, it's, I'll put it this way. If the Jets have the number one pick, as much as it's New York, I don't know if people are running to go play for the Jets considering – the dysfunction as an organization from Woody Johnson, from the GM, the thing with Adam. I mean, think about it. Adam Gates shipping out Jamal Adams, went beyond Bell, so Trevor players Lawrence coming out. Tonight. Hold on, Teddy. I know you don't love Jamal Adams. I know. I, 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 I really, he can play on my team any day. Absolutely. No, I, but, but you've said, I mean, you don't think he's the, the, the best safety in the game. And, and there are people who think that. Overall, no, I think he's a phenomenal player, but because the game is so one-dimensional. Uh, he, 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 I mean, he's the best blitzer on the, and sack guy on their team. He's, he's yep. a run-stopping. He would have been unbelievable 10 to 15 years ago and would have been the best safety. I still think he's top three, but I think the game is so much about ability to cover the pass, and he, his numbers don't back it up. Not that he doesn't have the skill level to do it, Hey, listen, maybe it was a scheme in the Jets. Maybe he'll be a better overall player for Seattle Seahawks going forward. But he Again, listen, think about think good. about the messaging though from the Jets. Knowing that most likely if things went poorly this year, that that a number one pick was was on the other end and, and Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You took a 25 year old guy who you would now say at least the top three safety in the league, and some would say the best. Yep. And you sent him packing because you didn't want to pay him. What does that say to any other? And again, if you're the Jets and you want to turn this thing around quick, you're going to need to sign three or four big name free agents to join Trevor Lawrence and company. Now, obviously, they've already blown this. But uh, to me, again, like Jacksonville, I think they've been so dysfunctional that you're going to make the rebuild itself hard. Cincinnati's in the same boat. I mean, right? You go out and get Joe Burrow. What they sign in the offseason, really? What, what do they really do to supplement that team? Imagine if they would have put some money into that defense. Maybe they didn't know how good Joe Burrow was going to be. That's why, and, and I'm glad you brought this before we get into the Giants in a few. That's why I think the Jets are in a more interesting spot right now, being at number two, because you know that a quarterback-driven league, there's going to be teams that are going to be willing to trade up. Can you imagine the Jets trading back in the draft from two to, like, say six, six something like that? You already got the first-round pick with Seattle. You can add another first-round pick next year, another couple second or thirds this year, and maybe another first this year. You're thinking for a team, and I said this, Trevor Lawrence weren't, wasn't just going to come in and the Jets were going to be a playoff team. That's just not going to happen. That's just not how it works. Anybody that thinks that's a moron. They, this team is bad for a reason. There's a lot of major holes with the exception of their left tackle, Mackay Becton. That's the only guaranteed position right now. CJ Mosley. CJ and Marcus May. Okay, but he's got, and Marcus May. But still, they have so many glaring holes on every other position as well. Why don't they trade back? They're probably in a better situation. I know they could have Trevor Lawrence. Oh, my God, it would have been amazing. Well, realistically, you have a quarterback. That's great. But so, you have to have – there's – one player doesn't solve all the fifty, uh, the other fifty problems that you have. Fifty-three pro- problems, I should say. Listen, you get a new innovative coach. Maybe you bring in Lincoln Riley to the Jets, right? 
So you get you keep Sierra Darnold for another year. He's his cap, salary cap is nine point eight million dollars. You do the same thing that the Bears do, and you don't give him the fifth year option yet. It's a one year kind of prove it deal. You have two first round picks. Hey, listen, I don't know if the Miami would do something like this, but would Miami move up to number two to go get Penny Sewell to left tackle, and now you solidify your offensive line? You, you give you get your two first round picks. We'll give you a first and a third, and the Jets go okay. So we pick up another first. We'll have three first round picks. We'll have three thirds and a second. Sounds a lot more appealing to me as a Jet and now, than and now, just having only Trevor Lawrence. Then you'll have C.J. Mosley coming back, a leader and middle linebacker who should be rested. You, you, you have tons of cap space next year. So you, you don't overspend, but you find the right pieces that fit your team. You get a new innovative coach. Maybe you get a younger – you draft – I mean, number six, you go get – one of the two receivers, Jamar Chase or De- uh, Devontae, which they need to. Okay. Devontae Smith. So now you put him with Sam Darnold. Okay, you got a receiver. You find a late running back, as we know, running backs can go anywhere from first to the end of the draft mm-hmm. and undrafted and still be very successful. You have a left tackle, so you solidified that already. You find another couple pieces of offensive line. You're going to have three first-round picks. See, that gives try- you the ability to move back and forth, and with a new innovative coach, you can fill 15 holes instead of one just by – the the draft and and, and being Plain simple so i know jeff fans are, are really sad and upset today and and pissed off because but of that's the what jeff miami won. did they had a lot but of guess draft. what you know what it could be in the end a positive because no matter what i know trevor lawrence was there for the taking but trevor lawrence wasn't going to solve the 52 other problems plain and simple let's get into the other new york team we'll talk a lot more about the new york jets and jacksonville jaguars because we're going to have a lot of draft coverage soon it's going to be great i can't wait for the nfl draft it's one of my favorite times speaking of the nfl draft and a team that's looking like they're going to be climbing up into the draft order the new york giants two weeks ago we thought this team was looking like a a promising maybe a a team that was going to be teams throughout the nfc were going to be scared to play now we're already talking like well season's over and it's time to move on for free agency and the draft because this team has Two weeks, maybe it was just they're just showing that hey, it was, it was they played their perfect. It was fool's gold. They just they got us all hyped up. They got us all excited, and then the past two weeks they've come back to playing New York Giant football. And and guess what? This is a team that is very young. This is a team that has a lot of potential in the future. This is a team that wasn't going to compete this year. We all thought that deep down the Giants. I think in our rankings we had them either third and fourth with the Washington. I had the Giants finishing six and ten. Okay, so they're on pace to get going six and ten this year. So that's how we all felt about the Giants. So this shouldn't be a surprise. The future still looks bright, but they have to figure. out. There's still a lot of holes they got to figure out Absolutely. offensively. And I think I don't think it's a defense. But you see, for the past two weeks, when your defense is on the field for majority of the game, I don't care how good of a defense you have. You ain't winning a game. And we talked about this. We thought the Giants could no have Brad, a sh- – No Brad. We thought a Gi- yeah, of course. We thought the Giants could have a chance to win this game if they played their game. They tried to. I really thought that the first drive right from the start could have changed a, a little momentum in this game, going for a field goal, instead getting settled for no points. The two times that I saw them in the red zone, they had opportunities, no points. It's just – it was an embarrassing game. It was a lopsided game. I, I don't know. I was so bored watching the game. I can't believe I watched it almost until the fourth quarter. I watched Listen, it until half of the fourth quarter. This is what the Giants are. This is why I've argued with you and Joe, and I'm saying the Giants can't win multiple games and win in the playoffs with this offense. The defense is good enough as a playoff defense and a defense that could get to the Super Bowl. This offense isn't good enough. No. And and that's what you can't – to be a Super Bowl and a playoff really caliber team, you can't have such a discrepancy. You can't have the 31st offense and a top-10 defense. You're not going to win that way. Even the best defense in the league, and we thought the Steelers were, they're seeing their faults full, full, full frontal. We're seeing that right in front of our face in the last three weeks. Listen, Joe, we've talked about this. We're all agreement. This Giants team is closer to a top 10 pick than they are a playoff team. We know not having Daniel Jones is, is a loss. Duh, knock on wood. Tell me something else, Captain Irish. You don't have a healthy Saquon Barkley. Huge loss makes a difference. Don't have a number one receiver. We still have some issues at the offensive line that could be fixed, but I love what I saw Andrew from, from Andrew Thomas against Miles Garrett for 59 and a half minutes of the game, except for the last second. Who cares? That was didn't he, play, he played his part against one of the elites the de- in the game. The defense is solid. Now they're going to make decisions with Leonard Williams, Dalvin Thompson, and Logan Ryan all being free agents in the offseason. Yeah. 
I think, if anything, the Giants need all offense in this draft. This should be an all offense with maybe one or two players on defense and maybe in a free agent defense. But everything should be offensive-minded because this is where the Giants lack. Listen, it was a great game. Joe, you called it. If the Giants are going to win against Seattle, they have to hold Seattle under 70 points. And they did that because what are the Giants average? 17.1 points a game. They haven't scored 20 points in four straight games. In a league, that team scored 25 to 30 points. I mean, Tennessee scored 40 points half. a game. The and they were run. Teams are scoring 20 points in the first half. I mean, even the Jaguars. We struggle to score in 60 minutes. I mean, if you're losing, you tra- you made the comment, well, Jacksonville scores more points, but they're losing. Well, guess what? The Giants are losing, and they don't score more points. Mm-hmm. I know. This giant offense is not good enough right now. It's not good enough with Colt McCoy. It's not good enough with the personnel that's on a team. As good as the coaching is, it's not good enough to overcome the dis- fish odds. Uh, Deficiencies? The deficiencies on the offensive side of the ball right now. And they're playing a Ravens team right now that has everything to play for in the world. Right now, they are on the hunt looking in up to Miami in the playoffs. They are going to win, okay? They are going to win this game, the Ravens. It's going to come down to the Dallas game if it even meaningful what happens with Washington this week. But Joseph? but it's, it's really – I'll put it this way, and I'll end it on this. As at the end of the day, whatever happens at this end of the season, if the Giants lose the next two or split the next one, my positivity level looking forward to next season of the Giants is much higher than it's been the past three seasons. It is. Because, because I look at, okay, we got a head coach. We got a tackle. I still have some questions at quarterback, but I think he's good enough to win games. We'll see what the final solution is with him. And I like where our defense at. Because it was the opposite. Our defense wasn't good enough. Was now our defense has finished, has a good finished product and is only going to get better with the, the scheme playing oh, over and over. You said, never mind, never mind. Joe, what did I say wrong? You said they're going to split one. How are you going to split a game? You're going to play well, one half. One, I said you won the first half, so you get a half a point. That's how I'm like, well, well, what, what do I mean with that? that? Well, I'm, I'm just being myself. Did I really say split one? Yeah, you did. Why not one and one? Joseph, your takes. All right. For the most part, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I disagree with a couple of things. I, I don't I don't think it was fool's gold. I, I think that's off. Again, and I've been insistent on this, that the Giants, up until the last two weeks, they should have legitimately been on an eight-game winning streak, in which case all their problems would have been solved because they'd be in the driver's seat in the NFC East. Again, young team, too young maybe to compete with the big boys still. I said they needed to win two out of three in this stretch with Seattle, Arizona, and Cleveland. They got one out of three. They don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Plain Not and yet. simple. They they and and I think they'll get exploited against Baltimore as well. I think I think the defense will look as bad as it's looked all year. I, I expect that. I expect that. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. Lamar's gonna be in trouble. I still think the Giants struggle when they're facing quarterbacks that can run. Yeah. They 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 get exposed on that all the time, and then when that, that issue, yeah, that's the thing. Look, those big bodies. Here's what I want to see, okay? Uh, and again, look with Jones and Barkley being out. I mean, it was asking a lot for this team to play as well as they were playing. Okay, just the fact they got they they played as well as they played without Barkley, I think, is a miracle. Mm-hmm. I think you compound that with, you know, just when we felt is Jones is the guy. He is the guy. That was the fool's gold. Because I still don't know that we know that yet. We don't. I feel I feel a lot better about it, and I feel more yes than no, but I'd love to see him come back and play a good game or two just to really cement going into 2021. The and other Joe, thing is the Ravens, if he does have to, sorry to cut you off, but if he has to play this week against his Raven defense, I, you know, like, here's the thing. In my mind, it's like, this is a bad matchup for the Giants. I just feel they're going to Baltimore. It's just a bad matchup right now. And, and, and if Daniel Jones plays, I don't assume, based on everything I've seen, that he's going to play well. So your, your thought process next week when we do the show on a Tuesday is going to be like, well, we lost, so we assume that. But then Daniel Jones played really bad, had multiple fumbles, picks, and you're going to be like, everyone's going to knock him again, and it's – it's going to give you more doubt in the back of your mind that he isn't the right guy, even though we know in the back of our mind he's missing a lot of pieces. I'd like to see more pieces around him to make a full decision or a solution on him. Absolutely. So, But again, I think this also then it speaks volumes about Judge. Should have never been in the game two weeks ago. Absolutely Huge not. mistake. And now it's cost you the last two weeks, could cost you the rest of the season. And it cost you any chance at a playoff berth. Game so, game. so, 
big problem. Now, we knew pass rusher was a problem coming into the season. I, I thought they should have thrown some money at uh, Javion Clowney or somebody. They were guys out there. You knew that was going to be an issue. I wonder if the Giants had any idea how good this defense was, if they would have realized the value that, that would have been in going out and throwing a one-year deal at one of these guys for an obscene amount of money. Because it is it is a huge problem for the Giants, especially as well as Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence and the guys that played up front that, my God, if you had somebody, uh, I mean, you're right, Teddy. This draft has to be offense. I think you go out, I think you spend some money on a pass rusher, whoever the best guy is, you get them. Yep. Then you draft offensive line, wide receivers, and how about some depth at tight end? Because I don't know how this guy made the the the, the Pro Bowl. It is it is. I'm embarrassed as a Giants fan. I don't that even, the league, I'm, embarrassed, like I'm embarrassed, Ted, that they looked at the Giants. They looked at all the, the Leonard Leonard Williams. They looked at Blake Martinez. They looked at all these guys that are playing their brains out. Graham Gano. And they're like, yeah, we'll take Ingram. Go to hell. I'm not even going to watch the goddamn Pro Bowl. I have it for four years anyway. And second of all, idiots. I won't even watch that. Second of all, he's I'll not even the my best, own game. He's not even the best tight end in the division. I'll take the oh, tight no end. Kidding. I'll take the kid from Washington who was oh, a Logan Thomas. Is my guy. He's Logan Thomas has been great, and they've had multiple quarterbacks all season. So he's put up numbers consistently. He doesn't drop the ball. He doesn't get hurt and miss games. I looked at Ingram's numbers. They're pedestrian. They're not good enough. I think the Giants have to take a realistic look in the offseason about flipping him, getting some value for him because well, we also, the listen, the talent is there. We know that. We've been saying that. But when Kyle is it Pitts, eventually? I, I did mention Kyle I don't Pitts. hate Kyle Pitts in the first round at all, especially if you can I'm move Ingram. The only problem is Devontae Smith. I, this is I this is where I have an argument with this. If he's available. Oh, he will probably be where the Giants. If Devontae Smith or uh Chase are 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 available, yes. If they're not and Pitts is there, stack them up. How about this? I'm just I don't think the Giants are innovative the, enough to use of, Pitts in the right way and, he, and he's are, not what if one of those receivers were available, but one like the kid Parsons from Penn State was available too. Knowing that you need a pass rusher as well. Yep. Do the Giants would the Giants go defense? Now this could all be made a little more clear in the next, in the next couple of weeks with the sense of who knows if Dave Gettleman, we just talked about two weeks ago that he deserved to keep his job. Now we're two weeks forward and are there questions swirling again that does Dave Gettleman? That's the biggest question. I think the Giants will keep it. That's the biggest question for me going into the offseason because if Dan Gettleman gets fired, what does that mean for Daniel Jones? What would the hold two on, losses have an effect on hold, Dave Gettleman? I'm, just, I'm gonna ask you. It's just in general. Like people in the Giants feel like Dave Gettleman needed to hit it out of the park. They had a nice little run. But he kind of did. I, he has been, but still. If he loses the next two games, they're going to be five and eleven again. It's been three years. Their offensive ranked, I just looked a couple up uh, a little while ago, has went from since he started from seventeenth to all the way to thirty first this year. Other than the Jets, if it wasn't for the Jets having a historically a historically bad season, we'd be talking about the Giants as the worst offense in the league right now. But I think, and they need to get offensive weapons. But this could all change with a new get. Yeah, but your thought process on the Giants, though, with a new is better this year than it was. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm excited for the future. What I'm saying. But so you don't have trust in Gettleman. We don't know. I don't know if the Giants have trust. If the fans can say whatever the hell they want. The Giants are going to listen to any fans. Oh, I, I think the Myers are so stupid that I, think, I, I, think, I think that they just to take everything he says is gospel and I don't I think, think they question I think it. The going to have a big say. The Maris, I think Joe Judge is going to have a big say. If Gettleman's gone, everything changes. Even with Daniel Jones, even Saquon, a lot of things change if Dave Gettleman goes. Yeah, because whoever comes in, it will be, they always say this. It's not my guy, like uh, Joe Douglas. The, the only thing that should be the certain is Joe Judge. For the I, I really do think Joe Judge. Well, be Joe Douglas, you time. know, and that's the thing. Whoever the quarterback is, when a new GM comes in, it's like, hey, that's not my guy. I didn't draft him. I want to go get the guy I want. I want to get. You know what I mean? You want to get your personnel because you want to lose with your personnel. I mean, if you're going to lose, you want to win with your personnel. But I'm saying is, you don't want to lose with someone else's scraps. You want to lose. If you are going to again, again, and you have to assume because the Maras are the idiots that they are, and and not nearly, nearly anything that their fathers and grandfathers were. I, I, I think, I think you know they're, they're gonna, they're gonna be in a situation where you know they're they're married to the idea of Daniel Jones, probably. 
and I get them for another year. I think they're both together for one more year. It's a fortune. I think, listen, I think even if they were to drop Gettleman after the season, say the pressure, because I, I tell you, they're very reactive to the media. I agree with that, Jason. Which is also really bad in ownership. If the media got down on Gettleman and called for his head and they moved him, they would only hire guys who want to keep Daniel Jones. Yeah. Again, that's the, the short-sighted foolishness of the Maras. I truly believe that that's what they would do. Plus, the Giants don't move that's on from guys like that. Even even when the Reese thing came up, it was thinking, were the Giants ever going to move on from Reese? Because it, like the Giants don't like just flip coaches how and GMs. How about firsthand, how about the whole Eli thing? They never wanted to move on from Eli. I mean, we all love right. Eli. But there, they never wanted to move on. They stay, true, they stay true to their guys. Pittsburgh. They stay true to their there, guys. Look, their sense of loyalty is admirable, but yeah. sometimes it's to the point of foolishness. I agree with you on that. You could be loyal to somebody for just so long, but when they're making you look bad and bringing your franchise down, you have to be like, man, I hate to do this. But uh, I got to cut you loose. It's like the he, whole Jet thing with Adam Gase and um, Douglas. Chris Douglas. I mean, the, he hired him. He's good friends with him. Guess what? Adam Gase has been god awful. He's been the worst coach in the NFL since being the head coach of the New York Jets. You have to let him go. I'm sorry. This is a business, too. You have I will to let say, him go. One last thought on the Giants. Yeah. That eight-game stretch I talked about, which should have been an eight-game winning streak, which ended up only being four with two other wins in there and two losses, um, or three losses, rather. The Chiefs, Saints, and Steelers are the only other teams that have had streaks of eight weeks where they've played that that kind of football. And I think if you're the Giants, I, I, you look at the, the other names I mentioned, the Chiefs, Saints, and Steelers, good company to be in. All playoff teams. The Giants, again, fell a little bit short in those games because it's just not their year yet. They're just not quite there. And again, to me, the idea of doing it without Saquon Barkley, it was going to be it was going to be nearly impossible. And they got as close to possible as they could. So Dolphins of last year, they're a year or two away from really competing in the NFL. And Saquon, and, gets, and that that the NFL. Saquon gets that fourth and two. That's what I'm saying with, in the sense of Gettleman. Saquon gets I that fourth and two with his quad. If they decide to keep yep. Gettleman, then it's on Gettleman, Daniel Jones, and Saquon Barkley. All three come in a package. So if it doesn't work next year, and we could talk about this down the road, is is it the end for those three? Because the they you come haven't together heard much they come on together. Gettleman, so that's why I don't think he's going anywhere. He's the one that just hired. That's what we think. Here's the thing: they that's just they think. just hired. There's no reports on it, and it was just fine when there was heat. The New York Post and everyone else was all over, and every time you typed the Giants, it was a thing about Gettleman. There has I haven't seen one thing about Dave Gettleman in a while. The only thing I saw from New York Post, and we we get it every day, was a couple weeks about was has Gettleman kind of turned we talked about this script yeah, and become the guy. Because he also hired Joe Judge, which doesn't look like a bad job. And we talked about this last week. Signed Blake Martinez. Signed Bradbury. You know what I mean? Traded ODBJ when we all criticized him. Zeitler, Dexter Lawrence, and Jabil Peppers all look like guys for the future. Traded for Leonard Williams. You know what I mean? Traded for Leonard Williams when we bash him. Why would you trade the Jets the second, third pick in the second round? He looks like a guy that's He'll probably be better than that third-round pick the Giants. You know what I mean? The only really bad play you could play is DeAndre Baker. And that's only because he was an idiot and then ended up getting framed. If none of that happens, that kid's still on the team. Who knows what that helps in the secondary? He signed Joe Judge, which Joe Judge ended up hiding. So if he does lose the job, it's Joe Judge is going to have to pick the coach or the GM, kind of like the Jets were. Usually you do it the other way. You hire the GM to hire the coach. Joe Judge is going to be an influential guy in who they do choose. And I don't think he's going to choose anyone right now because I think Gettleman, they, Giants like uni and like the same thing. They don't like rocky waves. They like Caribbean Ocean. Nice, flat, nice, even keel. What's wrong with that? Caribbean Ocean sounds pretty damn nice right now. We like the waves, bro. I like the I'm waves. I'm surprised they didn't hire Freddie Kitchens after the game. I, Wait, I, but here's the thing. You're, I expect a you're little more from him against You're trying to run someone team. else's playbook. I expect a little more a little more from him against his former team, though. So, uh, I, mean, I, I, I certainly don't mean to be advocating for it. Look, I love the fact that the Giants gambled and did some things, and, and, and I like the fact that they came out slinging with Colt McCoy. Nobody, I mean, Teddy, I think you even sort of alluded to that. Do the opposite. Right? They're planning on we're going to pound the football. You start throwing the football. He did a really good job of that. Um, they got a little too crazy. I mean, it, it, they got off to such a good start. I think Freddie honestly surprised himself with the success that they had. I mean, there, there are three drives in the first half. All 
the first half went exactly the way I wanted it to go, except the field goals. No points. You know, well, they, they that's where they blew it. I'll, I'll, I'll end it on this. I thought the Giants first fake the fake field goal, just kick the field goal, go up three. It's a momentum thing. Just get the points on the board right now. I have no yeah. problem with the second one, the fourth and two. It's like, okay, we know we got to score points. We're going to have a really tough time of scoring points. We got to capitalize. I think my, I think exactly. Oh, wow. I think my offensive line is good enough. You've been averaging more than two yards a carry. Why can't I get two yards with Wayne Gallman? I thought the play was a little conservative. I would have came up with a little pass option where you hand it to Gallman if they went or come out and try to hit Ingram on a thing. But you don't get the two yards. I mean, they were short. You got to get that aggressive because then who knows? You score a touchdown. Now you got 10 points on the board and it changed the whole game. And maybe we're talking about a win over the Browns instead of a loss. Well, maybe that was. Maybe. And I just felt once the Giants didn't get those fourth and twos, you knew the game was kind of over because it was just. They were huge momentum swings, and, and the Browns, were, you knew, were the better team. The Giants Jace, had to be lucky. Maybe that was just respect to the running attack of the Browns. I mean, they have but one of the most. running attack was pathetic. I know. Was I, they, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get that. I, I don't get what happened on Sunday night. I expected a more motivated Giant team after a, uh, Can I tell a, you the answer? They said, we want Baker Mayfield to beat us. And, and that's it. Did. Because here's the thing. If he you're did. the Giants this week, you go, we're going to stack the box, make Lamar have to pass the ball and beat us. So if Lamar throws for 250 yards and two touchdowns, you're like, well, the Giants were conservative. They were only stagnant. Well, because their game plan was probably let's play base defense, let's play sound defense, let's play responsible defense, let's know our zones because Nick Chubb is a very good zone runner. Watch a lot of his cutbacks and run. He's very good. So let's play, let's focus on what we're good at right here and we'll, and we'll play defense on the back end. The biggest thing I thought was not having Bradbury. Yeah. He shuts down whoever he's guarding and yeah. now you can correlate it, the rest of your defense. Things, it's a lot simpler when you have a, a shutdown corner playing. At least, hey, a year ago. I'll be time. honest, I hadn't, I hadn't even considered that. But yeah, I mean, again, it just goes to show, obviously another pro bowler, uh, Bradbury, very well deserved. Um, and and the significance of him not being on that football field and what that it it definitely showed and it was it was tough to watch so yeah now now suddenly the more I'm thinking on it yeah playing conservative you had to um, you weren't necessarily matching up well enough personnel wise yeah, 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 coaches out what you did. COVID. Yeah, they had coaches have teamed in practice all week. It's just, it was a weird week for the Giants. They yeah. talked about it in the game multiple times. They said, listen. It was definitely a weird week. But, hey, a year ago at this time, we didn't know what the Giants' future looked like. At least a year later, a we have – it's a little brighter. We got Joe Judge. We got a good defense that we can really build around. We get that offense figured out. It's going to be another long offseason for the New York Giants, and that's fine. They're going to have cap space. They're going to go try to hopefully sign one of those big play receivers in free agency. And then maybe in the draft, maybe they go defensive line. It, it's just all in all, the Giants have a direction. And we've been saying that from the beginning of the year. All I ever wanted to see from this Giants team this season was progress and a direction. And we have an identity. We have a direction. And that's all I can ask for as a Giant fan because it's been too long since we've known, since it's been a debacle. It's been a debacle yeah. for the New York Giants. And finally, and, and I'll tell you what, what a brilliant thing to say because when the season started, I had the Giants going about five and eleven. Yeah, exactly. And and what I said was, and and I didn't know if this would be possible. Was I needed to see progress during the season, and that didn't seem to jive. Like, how are they going to go five and eleven? But we're going to see a better football team. I didn't think that was possible. I thought what was going to happen was five and eleven, and we decide Jones isn't good enough, and this defense is garbage, and Blake Martinez was a was a waste of a signing. Yeah, Barry, yeah, you know, everything, yeah. Like, like uh, the idea of fool's gold to me that that they're playing meaningful football as we approach Christmas. And again, I think that probably ends this week. I, I think any chance they have ends with this game this week. And I'm all right with that. I'll be honest. Because Joe, that's, that's not the worst because I got what I really wanted. I got my five and 11, but I, I see a really good defense. That's a pass rusher away from, I think, being an elite defense yes, with a year I under their that. belt. I'll tell you to Joe, they're an elite pass rusher away Joe, and, from really being and you a, and Trevor a hit formidable it. foe in the NFL. And you and Trevor hit it right on the head, the progress. Because here's the thing, and I just thought about this while you were talking. Look at the top 10 teams in the draft right now, draft order. The teams that are there have all um, gone downhill. They've all gotten worse. Jets have yep. gotten worse since last year. Jacksonville's gotten worse. Dallas has gotten hold on. Philly's gotten worse. The only team that's Falcons, in there Chargers, that has progressed Panthers. is is Miami, but that's because of the Houston pick. Other than that, Atlanta. Look how 
turmoil and awful the Atlanta Falcons. Chargers, Dallas. Look how the Chargers with all the talent. They've gotten worse. Dallas has gotten worse. Philly's gotten worse. The only team that's really progressed that's still Carolina's in the top 10 is worse. the Giants. All those teams. Yeah. All if you're doing a comparison, the Eagles are not a better team this year. Dallas is not a better team. Well, we'll see you know what I mean? Chargers, Atlanta, Jets, these are all not better teams than they were last year. They have all gone downhill. The Giants look like a team that are trending upward. And as long as we find the right pieces, like you guys say, a pass rusher, a receiver, another offensive lineman, you always need offensive linemen. I think this team, and a healthy Saquon, I think this we'll team see. has a chance next year to be a 9-7 and seven playoff team. We'll see what By happens. Way, do you know that right now the Giants, if the season were to end today, oh, sit at number 10, yeah, and if they lose next week and then they lose the doubt, I mean, they'll probably get, like I said, as high as maybe five to six so, to get know. again. Like I said, to see the progress we saw. Yes. And to not jeopardize that draft pick too much, mm-hmm. because, again, my thought was it, I either wanted to be the number one pick because then Daniel Jones got to go. You know, again, this is best case scenario where it's like, hey, maybe it's maybe it's seven or eight or nine or somewhere in there. But now we like Daniel Jones. Now we just want to make sure we're putting the pieces around this guy that he needs. And then, like you said, Teddy, third year, have at it, champ, because I'll tell you what, in 2018, they made such a big deal about that quarterback class. And. There were going to be, it was going to be a long time till more franchise guys came by until 2019 when you found three more. And then in 2020, where there's three more, and there's going to be three more next year and three more the year after that. You're going to keep me, oh, the next Trevor Lawrence. They already got the the next Trevor Lawrence. He, he, He lost the game to Notre Dame earlier this year. So, I mean, there's plenty of guys that are going to be there. There's going to be more great quarterbacks in the future. If the Giants decide after 2021 or 2022 that, nah, Jones isn't the guy, there's going to be a great quarterback in that class as well. His name is Grayson McCall. You're sitting in a good spot because teams are hungry for quarterbacks. Giants, hey, New England, isn't New England like 13, 14, somewhere around there? Hey, Joe Judge, listen, we want Zach Wilson. We'll come up to 10. We'll give you our first round, and we'll give you multiple picks. Because the Patriots always have multiple picks in there. It's a perfect spot. That's where Mahomes and all those guys went up and Watson the 10. The Giants are like, you know what? We don't really want to settle on someone right here. We'll drop back. We'll get more value and add our team because we, as you said, Trev, multiple times, we need more pieces. So why not, you know, add like more I, Christmas like presents said, to at the least, trade? At least we're, we're, I know the Giants look like they're not going to make the playoffs again, which is totally fine. All I wanted to see is a team that had a direction, and they have that going forward. So I'm excited as a Big Blue fan in the future of Big Blue. Speaking of the one future. Other thing, one other thing oh, real quick. You know, it occurred to me. I'm so sorry. Real quick, you're talking about, about uh, you know, picking up more pieces. Look at the depth that the Giants' offensive line currently has. And yeah. then look what happened with Cleveland, where they're down a couple of Pro Bowl cal- caliber players. And then it was real. I mean, again, the Giants should be embarrassed for not being able to exploit that. that but- the third string uh, kid who didn't even know he was going to be playing ends up playing really good job at right guard. I think the Giants have to feel good about the depth that they've built with this rotation on the offensive line. I think you add a a guy or two there to that rotation. I think your offensive line is, is just about solved. There, there's a. Did you hear about the new rule in Kansas City? No one's saying one more thing anymore because one more thing. I know. You one more thing when you're talking to an Italian because you know that they're going to come back and say something else. Well, there's one more thing. You keep saying things that trigger me. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, but there is actually one more thing that we're going to finish off tonight of today's show. And we just talk about the future of the Giants. It seems like they're starting to get into the right path of a, a direction, okay? What about the Pittsburgh Steelers now? Three weeks ago, this team was undefeated, right? Looked like they were they were going to run through and maybe finish 16-0. Well, three weeks later... And now they have questions circulating on what this Pittsburgh team is. The whole team. Big Ben. And that's the biggest question for me. Because like I said with Matt Ryan, with these older quarterbacks, what are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to do with the future of them? Because this team is set. They have a lot of great pieces. Not good pieces. They got great pieces on that defense they can build around. What are they going to do about this quarterback situation? Because I'm sorry, Big Ben, he looks old. Looks worn out. He doesn't look like he's taking a step in the right direction in the sense of it's playoff time. They're going to the playoffs no matter if they lose five straight games to finish off the season. They're going to the playoffs no matter what. 
And Big Ben and this team is going that way. We got Juju worrying about himself, TikToking on every freaking buddy's logo that I'm glad Von Bell, the Ohio State guy Von Bell, knocked his teeth out last night. And I like Juju. But you just look at this team. What has happened? No running game. The defense has had those injuries. I've been saying it. Devin Bush, Bud Dupree, the list goes on. They have some big names. Vance Williams, a middle linebacker. Thank you. The list goes on, like I said. But my biggest thing is the struggling of parents of Big Ben. And that's concerning. One of my coworkers said last night, he looked like he really needs a quarterback. One of them said he looked at point, when you looked at his face, remember how we used to get so mad about Eli's face, like disgruntled, you know, I used to do the, the, he looked like Big Ben, like Big Ben looked old last night, looked like Eli when his later years, like, oh, like he just was, he had 19 passing yards in the first half. 100%. All right. They didn't look good whatsoever. No. This is a team that was scoring 30 points a game. The defense, the injuries are catching up to this defense wholeheartedly. Is it the rest? This offense, offense, I mean, this team finally has no, no rest. The offense <laughs> is not is not good no more. And and this and I talked to Charles about this. Who's the average Steeler fan? And he, you know, he bashed the Giants three weeks ago and they haven't played well. But I said this before. They don't have Mahomes to overcome non-running game. And I'm saying about the Chiefs, the Steelers. When you, Joe, we talked about this with the Giants. What has the Giants and Steelers former been for the last hundred years? Defense, on the on football, the hard nose, kick your ass, and defense. You know, and play action pass. That's how Big Ben started his career at 15-1. That's how that's he won all the games. Jerome Bettis, Willie Parker, everyone that they, Le'Veon Bell, even though they would win Super Bowls, was run the football, play action pass, hit the deep routes with Antonio Brown or Heinz Ward or or Emmanuel yeah. Sanders or Antoine Randall. I'll just Mike play. Wallace. They I mean, they've had a plethora weapons. of receivers that they've gone through, and they draft well. They draft receivers well. All the time. So it's not like they haven't hit the on draft. Tree for Defensive players, yeah. draft picks. They've hit on all the – they got a, a decent offensive line. They're getting older. They're going to have to pick. Offensive line last night, I'll get to this. Offensive line got beat up last night. The Bengals defense, and I said this, the Bengals are playing their Super Bowl. They're, if the Bengals don't win another game, they don't care. To knock out your division rival – Right then and there, at home with everything. You watch that game. The Bengals looked like the better team last night. They looked more athletic, more physical, more young. They just looked more inspired. The Steelers looked like a team that was 2-10 and ten going, get me out of this season so I can go play golf. Yeah. They did not look good. Ben cannot move in the pocket. No. And when you know a quarterback can't move in the pocket, this is the Matt Ryan, Tom Brady thing, and you can't run the football – you get killed because you Recipe know for disaster. you know where your quarterback is. He's going to be four feet or six yards behind the center every single time. He has no mobility no more. His lack of mobility, he's not the Josh Allen no more. Josh Allen is what Big Ben was, but more athletic. Big Ben can't. He's, he's closer to Tom Brady and Eli Manning in his career right now. And that's why I'm then he, That's why, and I'm sorry to cut you off and I'll let you go. That's why the Steelers and Pittsburgh's offense was all their throws have been 2.2 seconds on it. It's the fastest release of any quarterback in the NFL. So why do you think they're trying to get the ball off quick? Because they know they can't protect him. They know he doesn't have the mobility in the pocket to extend plays. And you can't run the football, so you become predictable. That's what I'm saying. The Steelers, I would rather be in a situation like, and call me crazy, the Chargers than I would be the Steelers. Because the Steelers, I don't know. Even oh, if they dra- whoa, whoa. Listen. Even if they draft, just hear me out for a quick sec. I'm not. Comp- I'm saying the Steelers, they're a better organization all around. But even if they draft the quarterback, whether it's Mac Jones or Kyle Trask, how do you know that these guys are going to actually work out? You have to find a quarterback to work it out and, and make it work. It happened with Big Ben. Where the Chargers, they're they're horrible. The defense has been bad, but at least you know that you have a quarterback that you can build around for the next 10 to 12 years. What the hell do the Pittsburgh Steelers have defense after? Okay, that's fine. We've been talking about defense, but you just bashed us last week about all oh, the Giants can rely on defense and running the football, but you just said, well, oh, they can't win that way. Well, if I'm, you're I'm, Pittsburgh, I'm going to trade my for a veteran. Team. But my thing is, is that Matthew Stafford is you see a team, Will you see a team like Carson Pittsburgh? West. Yes, they're 11 and 3, and they're competitive, and they've been winning. I get that. But they ain't winning any Super Bowls. They haven't won a Super Bowl. They've only had three playoff wins since Mike Tomlin's been the head coach. The Patriots have had 16. Well, more than that. No, no, that's okay. So, but the Patriots have had 16. There's a problem right there. And Big Ben, no matter, even if you find Kyle Strauss or like, like I said, Mac Jones, how do you know that they're going to fit and work out for them? Well, they're not going to work out right off the bat because they're rookies. I know, but so how are you going to know that they're going to even work out after Big Ben? Because they have to find something. They don't. It's like the Giants. Like the Giants were in deep crap because they didn't have a backup plan to Eli. And even when Eli was getting older, they didn't have a backup plan. 
They needed to draft one, and that's why Gettleman went Daniel Jones that year because he felt like he had to find a quarterback. If not, he was going to get rushed out of New York. Pittsburgh is in the same boat right now. They're just winning. They need to find a quarterback ASAP because Big Ben's value is going down and his play is going down. Desperately need a quarterback. Joe? Yeah, I'd also just like to point out this was a Cincinnati team that they beat earlier this season with Joe Burrow at the helm, 36 in a game that I told you after I watched the game, I wasn't, I didn't love the way Joe Burrow looked in that game. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll say too, the Bengals looked completely uh, pathetic in that game. So to, to see that team has nothing to play for, nothing to play for at all to even, to even be given the Steelers a game that that speaks volumes. The fact that the Steelers couldn't finish things off. And I feel bad for Charles because I remember when he was talking about the Giants, I said, you're going to eat your words. And I mean, again, there's no reason for that. There's no reason to gloat when your team is up, because again, it's hard to go through long stretches playing really great. This is more like what happens in the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers lose out. You got the Colts and the Browns. Yeah. And those two teams, those teams are going in the right direction. I'll ask you this. When do we start putting blame other than I know the quarterback is a quarterback? When do you start putting on the coach? Right? Like Mike Tomlin, you're the leader, right? You let all these antics go. All these things I talked about on the show, you should save it for the show. Le'Veon Bell, all the antics, right? No problem in Kansas City. Antonio Brown, all the antics. But he had no problem with the short weeks that he was in New England and, and Tampa Bay. You haven't one heard one well, thing. He was only there for I mean, a week, so. You know what I mean? You, some of the antics, you the problem that I have is, you know, we all like we all like player coaches, don't we? We all like the guy who's going to let us be us, right? No one likes the Bill Belichick. No one likes the Tom Coughlin, right? You don't like those discipline. You don't like those guys from the 70s, Parcells. We can't do that. This is 2020. We need to be free, and we need to be liberal, and we just got to express ourselves all over the field. You guess that. what? It doesn't work at the end of the day. It doesn't work. You need discipline. You need militaristic. The teams that are the most disciplined down the stretch – who are focused are the teams that are going to win champions. The Giants won the Super Bowl not because they were more talented than the Patriots, because the Tom Coughlin team and that team had straight had leaders and they were all disciplined. They were all on the same about they all were on the same path. There's no dancing or this and the who and Howard. They don't let that crap go on. That's why the Chiefs, are, wonder, why the Chiefs are going to be around for a while because they got great leadership there. You know, you wonder and even with the, and if, you with wonder the, why these talented teams yeah. can't win games. And why certain teams continue it's about leadership in the front office and the coaching. It was plain and simple. You know, you wonder why certain guys, I said this before, why did Randy Moss work in New England? And but he didn't work in Oakland. Well, who's the coaches? Organization. You know what I mean? Who's the organization? Are they letting the class are, I'm no, I'm not gonna say it, but are you letting the prisoners run the jail cell or is the prison running the jail the prison? You know, the, who's the boss? The warden or the prisoners? You know, is it the players or the coaches? Who's running the show? The, who's the leadership? Big Ben, you're the leader on this team. Where's the leadership on this team? Mike Tomlin, you've been there for so long. You ever notice that there's been the little things always flaring up in Pittsburgh? And we want to give credit to Mike Tomlin because he wins games. But where's the Super Bowls? How can you be the second wingest coach last in the time, NFL in the last 10 years? Bowl, 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 and you can't win playoff games. Joe, you said it. Every time they play New England, crumble. You just get smoked in the playoffs. You and you you had the better teams half the time. Last that time. comes down to coaching. Joe, finish up what you take. Uh well, I, it, look, they're a mess. And yeah. I I I don't know. Um I, I hate to say this, but I, I think you are making a really solid point where everybody really likes the guy. And when you got a when you got a player coach who's winning. Then Great. everybody's happy, but when when things don't go well, and these things happen, and they start really to really, they start to compound themselves, and again you're running into a situation where you're jettisoning people out of out of town, and they're going and they're thriving in other places. These are these are all bad things, uh, and and does not make for a successful franchise. So. I mean, look, the, the Steelers, I never thought were that great this season. This was, to me, they had no chance of going undefeated. I mean, I, I literally didn't, to, to be this bad, 
is what I am. That's what I'm surprised by. Was I mean, I I I thought they would end it like twelve, you know, a fourteen and two, thirteen and three, um, have a couple of losses. But this is a four game losing streak. That Baltimore game with their third string quarterback Robert Griffin and Trace McSorley, and they should and they had nineteen players out there. Should have been no way that game should have even been close. If you're as good, if you're the ten and zero team versus a team that's struggling, has like all these players out from COVID. They had both running backs out, receivers, quarterbacks, defensive players. They had two deep, they had four defensive linemen that were active for the game total. They had only could only start two because they had to rotate. I mean, that game should and so that would start the telling point that this team wasn't as good as what we suspected they were. Or that, you know, you were riding the wave high, but guess what? It's coming crashing down real fast. And they're probably gonna lose in the first round. I know we were going to discuss this and could probably discuss it another day, but the idea of the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I, I just was looking it up real quick. Andy Reid's in his eighth season. He's 62 years old. He's not in good physical condition. Not that he's got any medical issues, just literally you've seen him. Um, I'm just kidding. I love Andy Reid. I wonder if they win a Super Bowl this year if Andy Reid doesn't um, – I don't think so, Joe. I th- I, no, I think he stays for a while. I think he's got a couple. I think he wants to stay. Well, I think he, here's the thing, and I know Jason's right. He is a kind of way back guy, but he he has a certain respect that he he gained. They talk about a certain it. stature. There's a certain player. What's there, there, there to achieve after? What's there to achieve after back-to-back Super Bowls? Even more, just keep winning. Because here's the thing: you start putting yourself in legendary status when you start putting multiple Super Bowls and b- things around your your ring. You know, the rings on your finger. You start putting yourself. Only certain hey, guys have. Only still coach. Only certain guys have multiple him. Super Bowls, right? So now, and they said about when he left Philly, there was a lot of players disgruntled about it because they really did like Andy Reid. It just didn't work out for him. Players respect Andy Reid. That's why Tyreek Hill. You know, all the things that went on with Tyreek Hill. Nice and quiet. Trevor Kelsey's kind of an outgoing guy, but you don't really hear. Stuff outside of the football field, you know what I mean? All business. Le'Veon Bell, since he's been there, right? Just kind of a go through the motion, coach. I'll do whatever we'll, you want. We'll talk about the Chiefs later on. In and the I league. think when you're winning, Joe, we'll and, and he looks like he's having fun, so it's not hard work. And I think he's well. Everything's a lot simpler when you have 15 just doing what you have. Well, to do. I I know that, but that's what. Listen, you stay certain years, like on a job. It's like if you enjoy the end of your career at the job because you're just your seniority and you just have a good time with the people that you work with. You sometimes stay longer than you really would have if you were disgruntled about your job. Now, of course, winning helps that, but they look like they have a good time generally on that team. There's a lot of personalities on the team. You think about it, Tyron Matthew. There's a lot of person. Chris Jones. Um, who's the guy? Um, I can't think of anyone from Seattle. No, from Seattle. The, uh, Frank Clark was a little disgruntled guy up in Seattle. But you know, I mean, you think about the coaches. There's a certain respect. Pete Carroll gets certain guys to play better for him than they do for other players. Why? I don't know. It just happens that way. Joseph. From uh, the keys- wanted- oh, you, got, you got another thing to say? No, more I thing? just wanted to point out one thing because I think we said earlier uh, that Mike Tomlin had not won a Super Bowl, and that's incorrect. He did win no, a Super Bowl. No, he hasn't won a Super Bowl since You mean – oh, okay, school, gotcha. Since 2008, since I was in high school, Joe. Yep. So 10 years, he's won three playoff games. That was yep. a stat, and Patriots have won 16, and he's the second wingest coach in football behind Bill Belichick in the last 10 years. Something's got over something. And then something, you know, Joe, I can name up there. There's a, some serious talent that has gone through that that city. Joe, something's missing. And that's the quarterback has a chain. Big time. So and you know, so that says I think that speaks volume because if this was a different this is kind of the Andy Reid thing. You're so good, but you can't put a Super Bowl on your belt. You know what I mean? Like Andy Reid was Philadelphia, NFC Championship, NFC Championship game, 10, 12, 11 wins every year. Eventually, they were like, yo, you got to go. You got to go somewhere else. Like, Pittsburgh, like, when you find, like, hey, you know, like, dude, you're not winning Super Bowls. I understand you're winning 10, 11 games, but what does that get you every year? That's Alex Smith. 10, 11 wins, division winner, and losing the first round. Sorry. As a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you can't accept that. That's not good enough. All in all, the Steelers have a lot of issues going forward, and this is not the time to be having a disaster go on because they are right now – a disaster. You want to play your best football now. You want to be play, exactly. You want to be playing your best football this time of year because you're two weeks away from the playoffs and you're going the complete opposite way that you want to be. Yeah, and you're three yeah. weeks away from packing it up for the year and heading yeah, home. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much because they because only one team makes the one seed. And what's, and and what's the chance that Big Ben doesn't come back next year too? That's well, another I mean, there's a lot about. to talk about, but like I said, Joseph, from us, Merry Christmas. Yes, filthy animal, the filthy animal from the Keys of the City family.
happy holidays, guys. Are you doing anything no, fun? I'm, playing, I'm just kidding. Uh, what? Yeah, right. I know what you're trying to do there. I know you're, you're trying just to do Yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, it's been a Merry wonderful Christmas. year. We say Merry Christmas on this show. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Yes. Happy, happy everything. Yeah. Real quick, there's a, a was an episode of 30 Rock. Uh, where Alec Baldwin played a really conservative guy and him and his wife, who was played by Elizabeth Banks, they had a Chris, she unveiled her Christmas card and it went happy holidays is what terrorists say. Merry Christmas <laughs> from them. The Don Heats. It was, uh, I always thought about that uh, for you guys. That's hilarious. So Merry Christmas. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see you guys this we'll week. Yeah. We're going to be back later on in the week. So as I said, Joseph, awesome. thank you as well. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we'll be back later in the week after Christmas to talk another huge week of NFL football. The Chiefs, which third-year quarterback has the best chance to dethrone the champs? Is it Josh Allen and the Bills? Is it Baker Mayfield and the Browns? Or is it Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? I know it might seem easy, but we'll talk about that later in the week. And, of course, we'll be talking Big Blue and the rest of a much-anticipated slate of games this week. But like I said... Christmas is in three days. We won't be live until after then. So from both of us, Merry Christmas uh, and a happy holidays. Oh, yeah. No, we'll be back for the hell. We're taking a two. What are you taking? Two week hiatus, Dad. Jesus. I'm on no, but, hey, Merry Christmas from all for both of us and the Keys of the City family as well. So everybody stay safe and have a wonderful as best you can holiday too. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming on all social media platforms, including Twitch at Keys to the City. So subscribe, comment, share, follow, and like. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.